Minds, a wine-centric podcast where two wine-loving friends take a look beyond what's in the glass. We also explore the stories, the culture, and the history behind the wine. I'm Julie Glenn. And we drink a little wine while we're doing it. I'm Gina Birch. We also love to celebrate and recognize diversity, especially in the wine business. And, you know, wine is one of those universal things. It's something that brings us all together like food, and and that's one of the reasons that we love wine so much. Uh, The enjoyment of it, it really does cross all perceived boundaries and and all all lines really. And you know, I don't want to indict the entire wine business, but you know, you don't see a lot of diversity in the wine industry. I mean, you just don't. Mm-mm. A fact is a fact, and you just don't see a whole lot of celebrating and elevating uh, black voices. But the people that we have joining us today, I'm so excited about because they really are doing that in an arena that has seemed somewhat closed, even just to Americans in general. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, right. it's, it's the highest echelon. and These guys are doing it. They are making it happen. And it is Black History Month, so we're getting in, in on the tail end. So it's a, a good way to recognize it as well. You know, when we think about uh, uh, black owned wine wineries and wine businesses, um, it's usually the athletes and mm-hmm. celebrities and people like that who have their names um, behind it. But there are farmers, uh, black farmers, black winemakers, uh, black entrepreneurs all over in the wine business. And uh, so we're, we're celebrating them today. So we need to um, expand upon those voices. So um, you only hear about the celebrities most of the time mm-hmm. uh, and, and sports people who extend their reach into the Champagne region of France, especially. You have the well-known Ace of Spades, uh, the Armand de Brignac, which is the partnership between hip-hop legend Jay-Z and mm-hmm. the Cartier family in Chignolet Rose, Champagne. Uh, that the region of champagne, right? Isaiah Thomas, NBA star, star also has a champagne. Uh, he's been doing that for I guess the last four years, four mm-hmm. or five years. So, yeah. um, so he's got one as well. But today we have the first and only Americans who also happen to be black and have his their names on the champagne brand approved by the prestigious. Comité Interprofessionnel du Vin de Champagne in France. William yeah. Benson is the founder and CEO of Billionaires Rose Champagne. And we also have Patrick Ducan, uh, who is uh, also with Billionaires Row and the XO Brandy. Uh, so there's, those are the two two um, things, Brandy under, and Champagne. Under the Billionaires Row under umbrella. Billionaires right. So I think we should stop fumbling and talking Which about it. It should be it. a beautiful gilded umbrella, and, I would yeah, imagine. <laughs> introduce these guys. Thank you so much for being with us today, gentlemen. Thank you for having us. Thank you yeah. so much. All right, let's definitely thank you guys for having us. Let's get your let's get your voices with a name so people listening. I mean, we can see you on Zoom. Thank you for joining us that way. But so, um, Patrick, go first. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with in this business of all things. Uh, well, thank you guys. It's uh, Patrick Dutant, one of the co-founders of Billionaires Row. I'm humbly with uh, William Benson, one of the, the, the founders of the company. Um, he started off. I think the deck should have been. Him kicking it off, so his story can go ahead and run off. But I mean, we'll follow your say, lead. Yeah, uh, go ahead, William. <laughs> definitely. So if, if definitely if William wouldn't definitely take off, I think uh, having a founder started off. Okay. Um, it's it's a great yeah, story. Yeah, not for great sure, success. for sure. Um, you know, look, you know, you know, I'm William Benson, aka Michael Jordan, um, <laughs> and this is our this is our our crew, and and Scotty is 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 Patrick Dutant, aka Scotty Pippen, and. We like to oh, call ourselves the 96, the 96 Bulls. 
mm-hmm. uh, because we, we, we play like them. We play together, we play consistent, we play smart and we work really hard. And you know, there's a saying, there's a saying, you play how you practice. Right. Right. Um, and so uh, take you, take you back a, a little over a decade ago. Um, I wasn't even in this industry. I was in, uh, the banking industry and, um, you know, on wall street in New York city, you can imagine how, how crazy it is. But, uh, that was my lane. And, and ultimately, um, where I was at the firm, I was at my responsibility was to wrangle, uh, high net worth individuals. And so at the time, Hey, I was just going out and, and going into nightlife and, uh, you know, expensive restaurants looking for guys who had money. So, yeah. oh, Julie's done money. that too. And uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> that's like, that's a hobby down here in Naples, Florida. Yeah. Let me just tell you. <laughs> you notice how I've said her, not right spot. Yeah. <laughs> you're in the hot spot. So, yeah, right. Now, all, and then, you know, New York City, you know, what I realized about New York is that, you know, what I like to call the magic, the magic happens after six o'clock. And what I mean by that is, you know, when you're, Wealth is created after because when you are going to these restaurants, you're going to bars, and you're going to nightlife, you're running into people uh, and you're networking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I typically tell people that wealth is not created between nine and five. It's created after five. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that became my business, my journey. And I rubbed shoulders with a lot of interesting people. Um, and just so happened, you know, I was doing uh, my birthday party. And, you know, super excited. I had a lot of friends come in and I, I, I decided to say, hey, listen, you know, this is a year for me. It's a transitional year for me. I'm just open spiritually. I just want to celebrate my life. You know, I've come a long way, um, you know, from those dirt roads in North Carolina and I'm in New York City. Uh, and uh, so we did that, you know. Uh, so ultimately what happened was that night that we celebrated my birthday, um, at the end of the night, the bill came and the bill was a really ridiculous amount <laughs> yeah, of money. No kidding. And um, no What's one, the limit on my credit I mean, card? probably about, about 200 guests were there and no one tipped, no one paid, no one did anything. They ordered everything off of my name at the bar. <laughs> and, um, you know, so after that wow. moment, right, another, another individual paid that because I didn't have the money. I was like, oh man, this is crazy. And everybody's got alligator arms for me. all of a sudden. Yeah. And everyone's leaving. Yeah. So I go upstairs to my place and everyone joins me to come upstairs and I jump on top of a table and I tell everyone to be quiet. And they, they go, they get quiet. And I say, I finally realized in my life that I don't have any friends. Oh. And the room got completely silent. Wow. And after that, I said, I'm going to France and I'm starting my own champagne company. So suck and the it. Room bust out laughing. <laughs> yeah, no, they started laughing at me. They were like, what are you talking about? You're black. You can't do that. They're not going to accept you there. You know, two days later, I was on a plane to France. I know, the French are pretty cool, though. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. So wait, okay, now I have to know when is your birthday? I don't need to know the day, but I want to know your zodiac situation. I'm a Virgo. Oh, there you oh, go. Okay. Well, you're going to get stuff done. Yeah. Well, I want you to be my mentor because I want my own champagne brand too. I mean, I I, I would bathe in bubbles. I love. I, well, you can bathe in bubbles, but not the kind you drink. But I'm, oh, gross. I, I don't have a problem. It's just going. It's going. It's going to cost you. Yeah, it's I, Scotty's I, voice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it is. So, how do you just you just take a plane over there? You get off the plane. You're like, oh, okay. Well, I'm just gonna uh, run over to the Champagne region, which I guess isn't too far from Paris, and. No. Uh, 
just walk up and start looking at looking at things and seeing what was available, what kind of a negotiation no, situation? No, no, actually, it was, really, it was really divine. It was, I was on a plane connecting uh, in, in London, and I ran into a guy named Constantine who was headed to New York from Paris. And we just started having random conversation, and I asked him what he was doing. He said, I was going to America, to New York, because I think I found love. Aww. And I said... <laughs> He, he and I said, "Are you serious?" He says, "Yeah." He says, "Well, where are you? Why are you going to France?" I said, "Because I want to start my own champagne company." He goes, "Really?" I go, "Yeah." He says, "Is that your dream?" I said, "This is my dream." And he says, "Well, I just so happen to be one of the top sommeliers, and I know a few families in Epirne that I could bring you to." Oh my gosh! So after begging him for thirty minutes, he finally agreed to come with me back to France. <laughs> cool. <laughs> And we took the train. We got lost a few times, but we ended up we ended up uh, end up here, and uh, that's that's where the the journey began, the history began. Well, I mean, you didn't. I mean, you really went right for the top. I mean, a lot of beverages and a lot of things you could put your name on as an entrepreneur, and you're like, that's going right to champagne. I'm not going to mess with anything else. I'm not going to go to Napa. I'm not going to go to Paso Robles or no or cava anywhere. for me. No, no cava, <laughs> no Spain. We're going to go to Champagne Baby and and break the bank. <laughs> Yeah, no, I no, I felt that I felt that in order to be disruptive in this market or this industry, and we wanted to create something that what I consider to be a legacy brand, I definitely needed to go to the top if I wanted to make a statement within my culture and community because I know how tough they are. Mm -hmm. So, how receptive were people, not only in France but how receptive have they been back here in the United States? And how much do you, would you say? This is a lot of questions at once because I don't want to forget. <laughs> how much would you say the events of the past year have impacted your brand? Um, so the response we've gotten has been amazing. Uh, I mean, I mean, across the board from royal families to celebrities to influencers to just everyday consumers. And um, I think uh, me and Patrick really prepared ourselves for the pandemic and understanding we were launching a new product during a pandemic, mm -hmm. um, launching a project product during a pandemic. We were already prepared uh, with a strategy to really reach our consumers through social and uh, through online. And so that's what we focused on. And it's really been a success for us. And I'm really proud of what we've accomplished to date. I think we should uh, crack the bottle open. Yeah, I'll go ahead and get this thing out. You guys so, talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, thank you, thank you. So Patrick, how did you get into the picture here? How did uh, you get on this this crazy, amazing train? <laughs> and then why Brandy too? Yeah. you know. <laughs> Now it's interesting, Julian. I think that it's uh, you know definitely to piggyback off his story. It's it's an amazing story, mm -hmm. and I think that for us it was when you know definitely a couple of years back, about seven seven eight years. It's been that long, right, Jordan? Uh, I would say William because there's podcasts we don't absolutely podcast <laughs> absolutely. Um, and it was it was a friend first. It was uh, me just literally reaching out. That's Sorry. how we Sorry. literally met. <laughs> we ended up meeting and um, down in South Florida, and when we first met. It was like, you know, like we brothers, like we've met for years. Yeah. And um, that's how our relationship started. It was organic. And the fast forward to we is to today, I think mm -hmm. that it was me believing in his dream. And mm -hmm. I've always said it to, it's just humbly to be in the space with him and to continue to push this journey forward. Um, Billionaires Rose, an interesting company. Um, like you guys have mentioned before with having the champagne and also the cognac brandy, it's, it's exciting. We also have an Arcline Spring Warrior to be coming out. Uh, soon, but it's a, it's exciting. You know, it's definitely super excited to be part of this journey with him. 
Well, we have some of the wine in the glass right now. And cheers, guys. We're sending you some virtually. Get, 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 get ready for that experience. Are we going above or below? This is what me and Patrick worked so hard for right here. This is that moment. And definitely want to hear your thoughts. Well, you know, um, I jiggled it around in the car coming over here, and we had. I'm wearing a little she's bit. She's wearing it. a little, and, and but I, that's good luck, right? It <laughs> is good luck, but the the aroma that came out of that immediately when it started coming, I'm like, oh my god, it smells so good. It needs to get in my mouth right now. I know. I started. We were Pavlovian over here with yeah. the the salivation. It's like, ooh, that smells really good. So this is is this it's mostly Chardonnay? Yeah, it does mm -hmm. smell brioche. Yeah, so so it's twenty percent Pinot Noir, sixty percent sixty four percent Chardonnay, and sixteen percent Pinot Noir. Mm, get a little bit of that little spicy action for the mm. Noir. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's a nice balance because there's a lot happening there. It is. I got a nice. Yeah, um, it, yep. There's a lot of layers in this thing. Tart finish. I get some, like um, not. You know, life's not, all about experience, Chili. Yeah, not quite ripe <laughs> strawberries. <laughs> some apple. Um, a little bit of that breadiness, but not too much. You know, sometimes champagnes can be so yeasty, and I'm not getting that. Like, I'm am I getting, having? I'm getting absolutely. more freshness out of it. Yeah, it's very fresh, but the nose is very uh, brioche. Like you just stuck your nose in a bakery, mm. not like a sweet bakery, but Ab like a absolutely. Yeah, this yep. is one I could you, drink you, you all got night. It. Yeah, it, and also too, you'll probably get a little hint on the second or third mm. sip of it. A little hint of almond paste and coca. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally get the almond, yeah. Almond paste for sure. So when we talk about wine, and well, champagne in particular, you know, it's, it's kind of like it has two sides of the coin, right? So you've got the, the, the geeky stuff that we're talking about where, okay, what are the grapes? What's the dosage? What's uh, the vinification and, and all of that stuff? And then you've got the luxury side and the lifestyle and what champagne represents, the mm -hmm. champagne lifestyle and, and the money and the celebrations. And um, so I think in your marketing, you've really gone to that other side of the luxury brand right, by getting it into the hands of a lot of celebrities like uh, mm -hmm. Paris Hilton and the Kardashians. Is that Was that kind of part of your marketing? That was your marketing strategy, right? Yeah, I mean... That whole influencer you know, thing? Um, yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, the idea was to go directly to the top and get an understanding from, oh, well, get their perspective because they have, you know, if not millions, hundreds of millions of followers. So if they took a liking to it, it would be very easy for their their core audience to take a liking to it because they're influencers in that respect. And so, you know, those are some of the people that we wanted to align ourselves with very early. Mm -hmm. uh, and we did, you know, aligning with uh, the Kardashians and the Jenners um, a few times, um, most notably at Nobu and um, Malibu, uh, mm -hmm. where we hosted uh, them uh, and, and in a few other settings. And then also. Uh, and of course us. And, and of course, and of course you guys. You know? yes. you guys. Obvious. <laughs> Absolutely. The most obvious. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> <laughs> but I gotta say, this is really, really good, and I, I think if you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's actually accessible. I mean, people order it; you can get it online, correct? Or yeah. is this distributed yeah. in wine shops? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And price-wise, where are we at? Are we at billionaire levels? 
No, no, no. I mean, this is a this is a premier crew. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at uh, premier crew rosé. So you're looking at around one hundred and ten dollars. Right. Wow. So we don't have to be um, a Kardashian to, to get a hold of this. We'll be able. We don't to, have to have to Kardashian income. You no. you can you can get it. No problem. And as <laughs> and you also have larger formats as well. I mean, if you're going to go big, you might as well you know and and be for the party and the and the luxury side. We need some some larger formats as well, not just the seven. She scripted in here. That you have to be a baller. Absolutely. <laughs> you wrote baller in this. You gotta script. be a baller. Come on. Absolutely. <laughs> I did put that in there. <laughs> if you're gonna be a baller, you're not gonna have seven hundred fifty. Yeah, come on now. We gotta have some we gotta have a show. <laughs> well, I mean we, we are talking to Jordan we, and Pippin here, so Yeah. Jordan is we, we love our consumers to to definitely enjoy this with, with, with everyone that's enjoying this this process with us and, and being part of this journey. That's one thing that is is part of Billionaire's Row. Yeah, I think large format is the way. Totally the way yeah, to go. Yeah, it, for, 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 for us, it's, you don't have to be the, the millionaire and the billionaire. We, we preach that a, a lot in, internally uh, mm -hmm. between both uh, William and myself. Um, coming from humble beginnings, we want, you know, that the ones that, that definitely be able to provide it, definitely have it and be part of this journey and have that experience. That's what it's all about. We, we built this company on experience and you guys having a glass of the champagne and, and toasting it. We're, we're, we're kind of jealous because we can't have it in experience with you guys, but definitely. You should be jealous. It's awesome. You should be jealous. Yeah, I mean, Julie, to pivot off what, uh, what Patrick said, it, you know, we like to consider ourselves an aspirational lifestyle brand uh -huh. where people, we, we, we want people to continue to dream um, mm -hmm. because we believe that the moment the world and the people in the world cease to dream, the world will cease to spin. And so we want to continue to inspire others to reach their maximum potential. And that's what Billionaire's Row is about. I love it. I love and, it. and it's so, it's like coming from someone who didn't just talk it, he walked it, flew it, and yeah. trained it, and made that thing happen. I want to do that. I want to get on a plane and go to France and say, here I am, let's do this. <laughs> um, so, but it's so awesome that you're like, yeah, keep the dreams going, but you know, but then make them a thing. This is, I mean, yeah. and don't even just call it millionaire's row. Let's go all the way to the B, right? We're not here Absolutely. to play. So with, what did your friends think, um, William, when you came back and, and said, you guys laughed at me when I stood on the table at my birthday and look at me now? Um, I think I think their response even now to, to today, mm -hmm. um, it's hard for them to really gasp and understand, you know, with me and Patrick being mentioned in some of the, you know, in the light of, of Jay-Z and Isaiah Thomas or, uh, you know, Bernard Arnaud, you know, these names. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really hard for um, my friends then now to be like, wow, like we, you know, you never cease to amaze us type mm -hmm. thing. Right. Well, us either. You trademarked Billionaire's Row, didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, 54 countries and then five to 10 different classes. So everything from real estate to hotels to water Super. to fragrance to plates to furniture to cognac to champagnes. Yeah, yeah. We so control you... it uh, pretty much below, pretty much in every country from Japan to Australia. Mexico to Brazil to Europe. <laughs> so, did you even bother with getting the millionaires row too? <laughs> You're like, uh, yeah, we, nah. we we have that as well. You do? Oh, yes, why not? Yes, we Second do. label. <laughs> why not? <laughs> In case there's ever a recession. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, so I've got a, I've got a, a a question too. Since we are talking about Black History Month, and and you are black entrepreneurs, um, with what's happened in our in our world. 
Um, it, shine, it has shown the internal light on a lot of companies and businesses on diversity within. Uh, diversity within. Um, media. Yeah. And, yeah, and media the, their sure. workforce, the people they do business with, the, the products they carry. Um, how has this spilled over into what you're doing? Is Are more doors being opened or uh, because of this? Or, or were they already being opened just because of what you guys were doing and the quality to begin with? Or, or can you even answer that? Or were people Scott, seeking Scott, you Scott, out? Yeah, you take, Scott, I'll let you take that one and I'll, and I'll segue. Okay. Uh, definitely. Uh, Julie, good question. I think uh, for both yeah. of us, um, <laughs> and let's just talk about the spirit space. I think within the spirit space, I think it's interesting, um, especially for someone like myself that's new into the space. You find it interesting when you have conversations in different podcasts, how, you know, it's it's just not much at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it definitely spots a light in, in, in that particular uh, sector. Um, and I think that it, it was uh, what you guys have seen over the weekend, everyone have seen, you know, LVMH definitely making that particular buy with, with Ace of Spade with Jay Z, um, that definitely shows you to turn um, that they're good, the the world sees it, and I think that we're all trying to make a difference in this space. Um, so I think that there's there's no pointing fingers, um, to be correct. Mm-hmm. I just think that it's just a matter of just spotlighting it, and I think that the world's recognizing that in this spirit space, there just definitely needs to be more diversity. Um, that it needs to be spoken about. Right. Um, we, we need to have conversations of the uncomfortable conversations. And I think that's where we have, or we can laugh about this mm-hmm. and uh, definitely continue to show guys that are, that look like me and Benson, that there is, there is hope um, that you can come into the space and, and, and be welcome uh, with open arms. Right. We're going to put yeah, a link um, real quick before you, I mean, sorry to interrupt you, William, but we're going to put a link on our social media sites to Jordan. where yeah. you can find some of these uh, other black owned wineries and wine brands as well. So, um, William, you were about to say. I think that would be Jordan. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's Jordan. Yeah, I Jordan. think, you know, uh, Scotty, you were spot on. And I think what, what I'll add to this is very simple. Um, we have a social responsibility. I mean, I think it's time, you know, a lot of revenue is has been spent within the the community of color in this space Mm -hmm. and very little has been given back Mm -hmm. to the community whether it's through aa whether it's through scholarship programming whether it's through diverse diversity inclusion or creating opportunities for you know for equity uh ownership which really you know me and me and patrick we we hone on ownership and one of the things that we push within our community is ownership. And the fact of the matter is we don't really own much, right? So it's it's been a little lopsided, but I think that the world is coming to its senses and understands that the com- these communities are now holding uh, these brands in particular responsible for one, what are they doing for their community? And two, what are they doing in general to build out these sectors of business to create competition? Because mm-hmm. competition is good. Um, it's not bad at all. And mm-hmm. um, there would be no Coca-Cola if there wasn't Pepsi. And so we have to look at it from that perspective. And, uh, you know, I think that these doors are now opening for for uh, consumers and fans and, and people who are inspired to be in the wine space. And look, we get hundreds and hundreds of emails every other day, every other week about how, you know, people of color, mostly women of color, you know, um, how they want to get into the wine business. How do they go about doing it? Um inspired by our story and what we've been able to accomplish as black men and let's not get it twisted we are we're black men right um and so we do have certain challenges that we we face every day but we're so motivated as a team um we we over we we jump over those hurdles you know we challenge 
challenges. You know, and so for us, we're just really excited about the future and what we're able to do as a brand. I mean, we are probably, if not the only um, 100% Black-owned champagne company in the entire world. That's impressive. Mm -hmm. What is the most fun about this for you guys? I mean, obviously, we, you know, the party and drink champagne. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, is there something besides that or is that it? Is, Is it is it breaking the barriers? What is it that you're really finding so much joy out of? It's only go ahead, Scotty. You got it. No, I I think Julie, just to to answer that, I think for us being young entrepreneurs, it's a different world today. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a different world. And I think that one of those, one of those things that you spotlight, if you go to your local restaurant, there's a bunch of restaurants that are selling steaks. Now it has to be a totally different experience. And we talk about experience for a reason. We're the first company that's going to ever come into the market that can go ahead and and, and represent that. When we go into some of these on-premise accounts, we don't sell our champagne or cognac or offline spring water. We sell them the experience. Um, because it's billionaires row as a brand first and then every everything else from our flagship champagne so it's it's definitely that's what represents the younger generation that are out there that are spending the money that are having fun that are enjoying this and i think that when this is all said and done when we're past this COVID 19 and the world starts opening back up we'll be the brand and definitely pioneer the new world of what's to come where would you like to see uh, black entrepreneurship go in the wine industry would you like to see like in the future, what maybe not for you personally as your own hopes uh, and further conquering the wine industry, but where would you like to see a little bit more influence of black people and black women uh, in black men and women uh, in in the wine industry? Do you want to see them getting into more California, uh, the high end cab stuff, or where 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 do you see a lack of representation that you'd like to see it go? Uh, for me, I think it's just not spotlighting on 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 one particular month. It's it's spotlighting um, guys like ourselves that are that are day working day in day out mm-hmm. within this space with the challenges that we face as being African American in the spirit space. So if there's one thing I would like to change in this space, it's to not you know point it as just because we're black you know we're you know welcoming into this space. I think it's it's we should have the equal playing field, and guys should be able to be welcome to coming into the spirit space regardless if you're you know Asian black you know, women, uh, you know, it should just be open for everyone that has a dream, a hope to want to be, become something in the spirit space. Mm-hmm. All right. I love that. I love the whole message of tasting a sip of billionaires row and becoming part of, of that dream. And then your dream, and then chasing that thing down after you stood on that bar and said, look, y'all, I'm going to go and make a champagne brand. See you later. I was just, incredible and then you did it well that's inspiring for everybody listening because i think everyone has that thing that they that they like or they want to do and it's just like what are you waiting for just just do it yeah i mean time is limited yeah Yeah, it's about manifesting your dreams Mm -hmm. and it's really ultimately about manifestation and understanding that the voices outside of your mind outside of within uh even though they may be loud Mm -hmm. they cannot be louder than the voices that are within you Oh, that's so mm. good. Okay, on that note, we're gonna let you guys go and have more champagne. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna ponder all of this. Honestly, I've already refilled once. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, those are great words awesome. of wisdom to continue. I just needed to try it to make sure that my first try was right. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, again, uh, thank you guys for being with us, Billionaires Row. You can find it um, online. Online, for and we'll sure. have a link to your website on our podcast. You know, on the copy. So. People can find it. 
Absolutely. Julie, thank you guys so much for having us. It was truly an honor. You guys uh, are to awesome. Be on your platform to share our story. I'm, just, I'm looking mean, forward to speaking again. But this is the kind of story we love. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it's incredible. It's awesome. Go you. Yeah. <laughs> Both you guys. Scotty and Jordan. Definitely appreciate it. Right, Scotty and Jordan. You guys, I love, cool, you guys, I love how you guys were like passing the ball and running down the court oh, during part of the interview. I'm going to pass it yeah, to you. you and then you did. You totally knew when you wanted to pass and he's going to carry it for here. Okay, gotcha. All right, I'm going to pass it to you right now to wrap it up. All How right, about that? It up. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that wasn't as seamless, but <laughs> sorry. I can just talk all day. This was, this was, a, this was an awesome experience, guys. We love your podcast, guys. Thank you. Thank so you. Fun. Thanks. Thank you so much. Great Minds is produced at WGCU Studios on FGCU campus in Fort Myers, Florida. Our producer for online media is Tara Calligan. Great Minds theme music is from Kansas City band Victor and Penny. The song is You'd Be So Nice to Come Home To by Cole Porter. To get in touch with us, check out greatminds.org. For Julie Glenn, I'm Gina Birch. Thanks for listening. <laughs>